Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well-being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Nate Marsh from Must Ministries. Nate serves as the Director of Workforce Development there. And Nate, welcome to the show. And can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Good morning, Irene. Uh, Thanks for having me here today. I'd be happy to share a little bit about myself. You know, I started at Must as a volunteer years ago, about just under six years ago now. And I have been blessed uh, to come on staff there. And then through a, a series of uh, um, events, I've been through uh, different positions at Musk. And uh, I currently am, as you mentioned, the Director of Workforce Development. And I lead a, an amazing team of career specialists. And our motto is, uh, kind of our departmental motto is offering hope and inspiration. I think we could all use a little bit of that right now, right? Even in non-pandemic times, it's good to offer hope and inspiration for for all of us, but particularly for the clients, um, the people, the individuals that you serve. Awesome. Thank you. And you um, and your family live here in the area, right? Yes. Well, we've been here for, it it seems like yesterday, but I think we're around 12 years now. Uh, We've moved to, uh, we live in Ackworth. Um, and I've got two sons that live in another state and two daughters that live here uh, and soon to be um, about two years an empty nester. So <laughs> something, something to look forward to, but it's always good to have family nearby. So great. Well, Nate, um, tell us a little bit about the types of people that must helps connect with meaningful employment. I think a lot of people are quick to make assumptions about people who don't have a job. So help us better understand that. Well, you know, this is a great point. And and what people don't realize about MUST is we serve, you know, the homeless community. A lot of people are aware of that. But we also serve the the community in general and um, all types of backgrounds, all types of situations. So I've been blessed to, to help people with a seventh grade education all the way up to a PhD. Uh, wow. Double master's degrees uh, is not uncommon as, and I remember one time uh, I counted for 36 weeks in a row, a new person coming in with a master's degree that couldn't find employment. Wow, um, that's so, over half the year there. Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just quit counting after that. I was, sure, I was sure. Every week. So, yes. um, um, and so what, what we have found is, it's a lot of times the process has changed so much over the years. You've been working for the last 10 or 15 years and all of a sudden find yourself without a job. The, the process has changed so much, you don't really know how to do it. And so we like to work with people and explain that and kind of reveal what's going on and then how to be successful in that. Um, you know, some of our uh, experiences uh, pre-COVID uh, when unemployment was around 2.8%, uh, we were able to serve about a thousand clients per year. And then once COVID hit, and you can read the news about the, the shrinking workforce, and that yeah. we, were, we were affected by that as well. And so our, our numbers, uh, you know, with unemployment, I believe, and, and Cobb being right around 1.8, it's, un, un, it's the lowest I've heard since yeah. I've been in, in this business. Um, we're, we're serving about 600 people now per year. And, and of those, Irene, 
you know, one of the biggest challenges with anybody in a workforce development program is once you get people on their feet and going, uh, they don't always kind of turn around and say, hey, I'm employed. So we worked very hard to get that information. And we did hit a record of reported uh, in, uh, jobs uh, of people we served of about 57%. We can actually say we've got confirmation of, that, of those um, individuals working. And so you know, I believe the number is higher. It's just we can't confirm it. Sure. No, it's um, in this very kind of transient, well, pre-pandemic, I guess, transient society that we live in, it, it is hard to track people down. And of course, I mean, I, I know your hope is that they are somewhere um, working in meaningful employment and getting on, on their feet. And Nate, you mentioned um, just seeking employment and obtaining employment, it is a lot different than it was even a decade ago. I mean, so much is online, right? And haven't you kind of led an effort to step into that space with your, from what I understand, you have a new portal there? Uh, yes, we, we, we have, uh, and we're very excited about this. You know, COVID has, in all its challenges, has presented a lot of opportunities as well. And, and and drive, drives towards implementing technology where, where we can. And so when COVID hit, we did several things, but one of the bigger uh, initiatives was to create the workforce development uh, portal. And this allows, you know, our, our old model was a shoulder to shoulder. We were open four hours a day, Monday through Friday, and you could come in and work with us like that. With COVID, all that got flipped on its head. And so with the portal now available, it's available 24 seven. So you can walk through it on your own. You know, if the, if the kids interrupt you, you can come back to it, pick up right where you left off. But also at any point in time, you can schedule an appointment to meet with uh, one of my team uh, to, to work with them if you're finding you don't quite understand or you would like additional assistance. So we have that built in right off the bat. As soon as you're in, you can schedule that appointment. Uh, and I will say the kind of crowning jewel of, of the portal is our resume creation software. Now, I don't know about you, but writing resumes has never been an exciting or fun time, even for those of us in the business. This Agreed. Software, <laughs> this, this software is so fabulous. It, it's best of breed. It, it uses artificial intelligence to help you not only write your resume, it, it kind of guides you along, and it also will cross-reference uh, the job description that you copy and paste in it to say, hey, am I hitting the key words uh -huh. to help you get through the applicant tracking systems? All of the uh, forms that are, are, are quickly interchangeable from you know, one, one layout to another uh, uh, allow you, uh, have all been tested for the applicant tracking system. So they all go through, we know that. And then it makes it so much easier to format as well. So it's, it's that alone has been uh, quite amazing. And it, like I said, it's the closest thing to fun I've ever had making a resume. <laughs> well, and it sounds like it would do, it would really help people who, you know, it's always a good idea to keep your resume updated, right? Because unfortunately, you just never know when you might be searching for a job. But it sounds like it would be ideal to help pick up those, uh, those key verbs and phrases that you know, you want to, you, um, you want those in your resume to catch an employer's eye. I, I totally agree. I think gone are the days of one resume to rule them all. I think yeah. that is, 
that that is something the only time i see that really work is if you are staying in a field that you've always been in and maybe you're going to a competitor that's like and the job description is pretty much already aligned otherwise you'll need to tweak modify and sometimes completely rewrite your resume for every job now people hear that and they go oh goodness that's a lot of resumes and it is it's a lot of work and I always say, if you're in between jobs, you know, your job, if, if a full-time job is normally at least eight hours a day, your job during those eight hours is to, is to invest into yourself so that you can find success. And so that's where that software really helps speed that process up, process up considerably. Sure. Wow. It sounds like just an amazing resource and backed by such great people like yourself and your team that you mentioned. So Nate, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned the, the low unemployment rate. We read the headlines, the great resignation. Um, and I know sometimes people think, um, well, there's so many jobs out there. Why aren't people, you know, why doesn't everybody have a job? But there's a difference, right? Between it's more than just get a job. Some people, um, you want them to have meaningful employment, right? And you want them to have a job opportunity that allows them to provide for their family, which, I mean, some jobs just don't do. Um, so I think you invest a lot, both personally and professionally in, in that, in the clients that you serve. Can you, so can you talk a little bit about how Must um, goes through all the jobs that you see out there and how you help clients follow the right path or get on the right path to find that meaningful employment? These are all very strong points, Irene. And, and, and there's, there is a lot of nuances. You know, it's felt during these last couple of years that we sometimes, and it's probably not true, but it almost feels like we have more employers reaching out to us to help them find help than we have clients actually looking for employment. Uh, so, and that's benefited us in several ways in the sense of kind of to your point of, you know, a living wage, you know, that that's something that is very important. It's not, you know, a job needs to, uh, it needs to be able to afford a standard of living that that is out of poverty. And, and that's something that's real important to us. And we've been blessed to our, our average wage uh, over the last about year has raised considerably almost $3 an hour uh, of the clients we're able to serve. And so that's, I think, indicative of, uh, more options with employers, uh, employers realizing that they need to invest into their, into their own workforce. And, and so we try to connect individuals with, for example, if they don't have basic computer skills, which is imperative, or yeah. if they're on the other side of the digital divide, this is something we realize when people are coming in, they don't have a computer. Now, <laughs> for a lot of us, we, go, we can't even fathom that thought. But for those that are in that situation, we created a program called Must Inspire. And Must Inspire provides free basic computer training, a free reconditioned laptop, and even uh, free internet for a year to help them get the things that they need. And then additionally, if they come in and they're adept at, at you know, Office, Microsoft Office or, or other software, then we'll connect them with maybe some self-based learning if they want to continue to grow into that skill set. Um, we also do the, you know, the, the standard resume help and, and, and then 
you know, soft skills are a big one. Um, and, and so a lot of times people think, well, I'm qualified on paper, so therefore I deserve the job. And I go, well, that doesn't mean you're a good fit. And that's where we, we try to always with uh, respect and love share feedback that's very transparent and honest. Because we've met clients that are very qualified and can do the job, but the way they're presenting themselves is affecting how they're being received. And so sure. we want to make sure that they are, uh, as we call it, uh, a refined interview skills. Uh, we also help individuals with uh, attire that they may need. So they look professional when they go mm -hmm. to meet, whether it be a, a, a virtual or an in-person. And then for more of the, um, you know, the trades, we help with uh, forklift certifications, as well as steel-toed boots, slip-resistant shoes, things that they may need to start that first day. So, we, so there's no roadblocks to prevent them. Uh, but I think the biggest point to, to that is, you know, uh, qualified versus good fit. It, it's really about how you receive. Yeah, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense. I um, remember a middle school principal who um, I became friendly with after my children um, matriculated through that school. And she said, you know, the second um, a new teaching candidate would show up chewing gum and wearing flip-flops, even though it was summer, of course. She's like, um, that was a very short in interview, <laughs> as you can imagine. And, you know, it's people do need to understand that perception is, is reality there. And it's, it's so great that you were there to, to help them with that. And not to disparage any kind um, or disparage any work because there is value in, in every work. And my husband and I actually um, have a saying that there is stress in every job, right? Whether you're waiting tables or you're making multi-million dollar decisions on whether you should acquire another company or something like that, there is stress in every job. But you really do, you mentioned the, um, the livable wage, you really try hard to direct people to seeking employment that provides a livable wage for them, correct? That is correct. And, and one thing that I've learned over the years that I've done this is you can't put the cart before the horse. And, and you, you mentioned stress. And so I've got a, a little story about a client I worked with at our Elizabeth Inn, which is our shelter. Now, I will want to plug real quick our brand new Hope House, uh, brand new from the ground up, uh, no one's done that in the state as far as we could find when we did research, and we are very excited. It'll be launching uh, into March, beginning of April, uh, and that's going to almost double the amount of people we're able to serve. Um, so Terrific. we're very excited about that. Terrific. So I, I was working out at the Elizabeth Inn one day, and a gentleman came in, and he, had, he was a, a certified electrician. And I was so excited because I, I consider this, to me, it's like a, what I call a quick flip. In other words... All he needs is a little direction, a little insight, maybe a lead, and he's good to go. Well, that wasn't the case. He had just uh, gone through a really bad divorce, and he was and lost everything. And he, so much so, he was at our shelter. And he was very emotionally distraught and trying to just make heads or tails of life at that time. And so as I talked more to him and offered these opportunities that were really like $25, $30 an hour and up, he says, Nate, I, I can't, I can't do a job like that right now. He says, but I need money. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, have you considered day labor? And he goes, what's that? I, and I explained to him, well, yeah. day labor is 
you go and you get paid at the end of the day. You go and work and then you get paid doing miscellaneous things. He goes, well, what happens if I'm unable to come in one day? Do I lose the job? And I said, well, they appreciate a phone call, but no, you show up when you're able to work. You get paid on those days. You do that. And he goes, oh, that's perfect. I can do that. And so it's what I call phases. We, we want to take, we want to, number one, meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. It, you might have the most incredibly skilled individual that's just not ready to jump back in um, head first. And so we right. want to meet them where they are and then take them through the phases. Phase one might be the day labor. Phase two might be a temp job. Phase three could be a direct uh, uh, connection to an employer, one of our employer partners, or even maybe moving back into that career or into a career at that stage. But I've never had success, Irene, moving fast forward faster with a client than they're ready to move forward. And so that's something that I've learned and we want to always go with them throughout their journey. Um, Nate, it's, it's like you teed it up um, for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And because ultimately this is a podcast about mental health, but we know that so much goes into um, a, a person's mental state and, and their well-being. And I love that example that you shared about the gentleman with all the um, uh, qualifications, but yet not emotionally ready for um, that kind of commitment um, in terms of work, but that you were able to meet him where he was and walk through. And I'm sure he is the, the best electrician these days and probably making pretty good money. I, I certainly hope so. Um, I, and we, we all know that having a job can be stressful as we referenced just a minute ago, but also not having a job can, can be stressful. And I'm sure that you see that in some of the clients that your team works with. Do you have any other examples of, um, you know, a client that you've worked with who really was just emotionally or, or mentally not ready for full-time employment or the employment that everybody thought that they should obtain? And how did you work with them? Uh, that, that's a great question. You know, I, I had the opportunity to work with an individual who had um, clinical uh, diagnoses, uh, several. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it was, a, it was a funny conversation because they came in one day and they shared with me, they had just met with doctors and therapists and everyone was in agreement, including him, that he should not at this time get employed. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, and like, I agree, just now is not the time. And then at the end of that statement, he says, all right, and I need you to help me get a job. And like, oh, like today, and I went... <laughs> So, so it, it's, it, you're, we're always trying to navigate that. So I think part of those frustrations can, so I, I recommended against it. He went and got one on his own. And just in that situation, he lasted, I think, three days or a week. And then uh, he either quit or was let go. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and again, we, we knew this. And so yeah, we, sure. we, try to, we try to balance those relationships with the reality of where the clients are. Mm-hmm. Also, I find a lot of that stress uh, comes from I'm doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing and it's not working and I'm not knocking. We use, and I'll just give you one example. Indeed, a lot of people yes. have heard of it and use it, but, but, and, and I'm not trying to be disparaging here, but they, 
it, it's like, you know, click here and apply to a thousand different jobs, but that's using the same resume. And I've met people that have applied to 1500 jobs using Indeed and never got one interview. So wow. when, when that's occurring, I go, okay, let me explain to you why it's not working. And then once you see the light bulbs go off, it's, it's, they go, oh my gosh, it makes total sense. <laughs> Worked one day with a woman uh, who didn't have her name on her resume didn't realize her name was on a resume. And I said, you, when people contact you about it, an interview, do they, do they call you by your first name or do they call you Ms. such and such? And they go, she goes, no, never. I said, that's probably because your name's not on your resume. And she goes, oh, it's not? yeah, <laughs> she, she literally right. grabbed the resume back and was looking for a name on it. And she was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's that simple and other times it's very complex. And so if the client needs a resource that we have identified, either it be, you know, from a therapist, talk therapy to, uh, you know, medication, we try to connect them with the organization's uh, or and or the resources that can provide that that if it's beyond what we're able to provide. So, wow. but I think a lot of times just helping them understand why I'm not successful, even though I feel very qualified and capable, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not getting traction. And I think mm-hmm. when we reveal and just real quick, there was a woman that came down from New York, amazing, very qualified, very proficient. And as she was explaining to me what happened in the interview, she leaned in across my desk and was putting her hand across her other hand and talking about her bullet points. And, and I said to her, I said, uh, I said, okay, so um, I think I know what's going on in the interviews. Um, like you're <laughs> in the South and you yeah. kind of have to back off and slow down a little bit have that, um, that wonderful communication that starts off with, how's your week going? How's your day going? Get that out of the way. You know, that's one of the big differences. And so when people move to this area, it is a culture shock a lot of times. Uh, and that's one of the things. And so here's the thing. Once she applied that, the interviews went smooth. She got, she got a great job. But it, it was how she was going back to how she was being received. In New York, they would have hired her on the spot with that kind sure. of Sure, yeah. Like right. Down in the South, it kind of made people lean back and go, oh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're thinking of her interacting with clients and like going, oh, this probably is not the best fit for us. But yes. the fact that you were able to, to guide her and that she was self-aware enough to correct that makes for um, a happy ending. Well, Nate, it has just been such a pleasure talking with you this morning. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have? Well, just one little thing comes to mind. And and I think that's a really great question. Uh, You know, how should mental health be viewed in the workforce? So if if I were to answer that, uh, I think there's a lot of different aspects of mental health and that several we mentioned. You know, some mental, de- mental health comes down to learning and applying new skills learned through therapy, and, and some, need, some people need that coupled with medication. We all need to embrace and support the challenges others face because we are all affected directly or indirectly by mental health, uh, by the mental health of the people in our community. And I think that's just something we need to come together as a community and realize, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a hidden subject. This is something we need to uh, em- embrace. And here's the thing, we all have 
something to learn and, and a way to grow. And I think mental health is part of that. That is so true. And that's, you know, really the, um, the three tenets of the Mind Your Mind um, campaign, our mental health um, initiative is to raise awareness, reduce stigma and promote resiliency. And you were doing that at must through helping individuals be connected to meaningful employment. So thank you, Nate, for what you do to uplift everybody who you come in touch with and who your team comes in contact with. So thank well, you. Thank you, Irene, and thank you for everything you do in the community. You're, you're uh, amazing, and I appreciate the time with you. <laughs> thank you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today, and be sure that you don't, and, and to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. Also, we ask that you leave us a review on Apple. Until next time, remember, there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind, 